You, <laughs> of course, there's a thumbs down rating. Uh, now <laughs> you guys gotta get in there early. Fuck this guy. About to witness <laughs> the awesome uh, crushing a mic. Uh, the you. Yes. Robinson Show. Wait, 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 wait. There's a cool guy. Stop it! No Jack Nicholson today. You can't handle the truth. This is V. Oh, oh, I think I broke this very expensive glasses. This is a V. What V is this? Jesus Christ, I don't know. V. Can somebody tell me what V this is, please? Write in the comments. This is V7. Yeah, thank you. V7. Eight. The UGNS Robinson Show Stop. I'm your host, UGNS Robinson. Coming up, we're going to go deep, deep, deep into the heart, the mind, the base of Yep, 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 yep. Known associate, known associate, as well as the magical, mystical take on the conspiracy undergirding UFC. A China, a China. But before then, the words set out by Bob Riley, singer of Stigmata, on Calling of the Justice CD, still available from Revelation Records, Hunting the Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer. Song's called Intro, All of Nothing. Listen. I'm on my way back to could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. Get a real good look at your face. So being paid back and flow always nothing. All right. All right, my friend. Welcome to the show. Seven V. Uh, uh, seven. Eight. A show that seemingly never ends as long as you keep paying, I keep doing. Speaking of which, commercials at the top of the hour, pay on this holiday weekend, patreon.com slash the stomper. August is over. August is over. I think we did however many shows, full month of shows. Uh, I haven't checked because usually they're about a day late and, tell, and, and factoring in how much we made that month. So I'll check probably tomorrow. Uh, we got a good fight next weekend, so probably the next week's show will be all full of talk about the fight, the Khabib-Dustin uh, uh, Poirier fight. However, I will save some time at the top of the hour to either either congratulate or castigate you, depending on where the numbers are. And I hate to be the guy castigating you because it's like, you know, when I see those cats, uh, uh, generally, I remember what Martin Luther said about uh, the indigent. And... Uh, the indigent always say, he said that you should break their arms if you see them on the street and send them on their way uh, with uh, uh, additional regret, uh, knowledge, and, and maybe a few additional regrets. Okay, Martin Luther was a notorious anti-Semite as well as the father of Lutheranism, uh, but he, he'll tie into what we're talking about later, so we call it a callback. Uh, but I, I don't like to do that to homeless guys, but homeless guys under 40 always irk me. You know, homeless guys under 40, I would rather you attempt to rob me than if you're 26 asking me for money. Because when I was 26, whatever, I was breaking in the, what, what, you know, anything, anything to get a nickel to eat, you got to do it. You know, don't be standing there with your hand out because you know who's going to help? Nobody. You know who cares? Nobody. In any case, that is, I'm not reduced to that. I'm just reminding you that we have a special relationship. 
And part of that relationship is that you it's not too much to ask for a dollar. If you asked me for a dollar, I'd give it. As it is now, Sorrell owes me $10 because he needed it. I just gave it to him. Then ask why, just gave it. Like it says in the Bible, be a, in the, if you translate from the Greek, it translates it being the hilarious giver. Give. So anyway, patreon.com slash the stomper. Though, as you well know, those of you watching now, you can watch for free. Enjoy it for free. You don't have to pay, that is. But uh, those of you do. But anyway, um, let, let, let's go on to, we got the commercials out of the way. We don't. We still don't know. It's September first today. We still don't know where we're standing. September first, also the day that the Nazis invaded Poland. If you go presently, right now, and somebody could probably put the link in the comments, go to ozy.com, and you look at, uh, scroll down a bit or scroll across. I think it's actually down. Uh, you'll see a headline, and the headline is a wedding and a Nazi invasion, and it's written by. Katarzyna Tomalska, that's my wife's maiden name, and uh, she writes about her grandparents coming out of the church on September 1st, 1939, where bells are ringing and people are throwing, I, I forget what they throw in Poland, and they look up in the sky and the sky was black. And, and they, this was in 1939 where there was not a lot of stuff in the sky that would make the sky black, but uh, they were planes emblazoned with swastikas. And that was the beginning. I mean, you read her piece and you read how fucking strange it is to some. There was no internet back then. <laughs> you just kind of step out of your church. Hey, ding dong, you stormy, stormy beginnings, happy endings. You guys, oh, you the car with the cans and throwing rice or coins or whatever they think they throw coins in Poland. And you look up and you're like, and they didn't even know what the swastika was necessarily. It's not like they had seen it. There's no internet. Oh, you had to be in the newspaper. They lived in a small town about 90 kilometers outside of uh, Warsaw. 11 days of bombing ensued. 2,000 people died. That was the first thing. Hitler was kind of waiting. Kind of waiting. See what the world would do when the world goes, eh, isn't it Poland? Which is interesting for me because generally my response, as I've dictated on other shows, has been like, you know, we can't. If a guy is beating his wife five blocks over, I might personally believe that to be a terrible thing. What am I going to do? I'm going to invade the guy's house. Well, some would and some have. So go to ozzy.com, ozy.com, and uh, and uh, and read uh, and read her piece. It's cool. You know, I, I don't think there's a thing for liking it, but you could share it. Also, uh, the I man, I don't know that he wants me saying his full name, sent a question in to the sex column that debuts at 9:30 tonight. So it's technically Monday sex column, I think. It's either Monday or Tuesday. I can never remember. If you if you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, I will tweet it out. But the I man, I don't know that he wants me to use his full name, told uh, a stunning, I almost was tempted to make it a true story for the true story section. Um, but uh, it's he couched it in terms of a query for the sex column, and it's not sexy at all. It's terrifying and and stunning and the heart of kind of um um yeah 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 i know i know i know i know i know i know well that no no not you dude but the guy who sent me the email two weeks ago now saying you got i, I know you got the call but i hate gmail your thing slips down and i forget but i will call you this week i will i promise you know who you are you and your wife you put me on the speakerphone i got it. i'll call you next week but you're doing the right thing. Reminding me is good. It's not like I'm purposely forgetting, but I'm just forgetting. You know, because I had a birthday last week. You realize it's, I, I'm aging in leaps and bounds. Anyway, I man's piece for the sex column. I will also tweet this out. It's a stunner. It has everything to do with the, the, the unfortunate, the terrible murder of his sister. Um, and, uh, oh, did Sorrell return the toilet paper? I got it. I got one. I got one uh, shipment of toilet paper, and I took pictures of it and tweeted out. That was great because a man of my condition shouldn't be reduced to going into public bathrooms and punching out the toilet paper rolls. Do you think that's what I should be doing? I shouldn't be doing that. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, anyway, the commercials are done. Um, I want to talk about something. And if you've been following on Twitter, you've been paying attention. Mr. Sleep 3 on Instagram 
but that's gate kept because I'm paranoid about about uh, spies, you know, spies. So anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the. Uh, hey, is that I, now? I get no. I'm guessing you could hear me because if now we're ten minutes in, if you if you couldn't, you'd have said something. Uh, um, I don't see any any register at all on anything. Blue balls or not, and I went. Thank you, the guy who gave me all the information about going to the preferences panel, going to sound, going to click on input device. You followed all that directions, and no matter what, I couldn't get the blue balls to come up on the screen. I thank you for explaining that the light on the thing doesn't mean it was working, but just the USB was connected. But I couldn't even find it. Good, I'm glad you could hear me. So you know, you've heard that expression. Um, you know, jokingly humorously, drolly uh, 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 attributed to Freud, which was, hey, you know, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Playing on this idea that Freud had that everything is fundamentally sexual and that if you're dreaming a lot about cigars or like when I was in college, some college freshman was talking about she was having a dream in which she was stroking this big white column and then it suddenly turned into a fountain with stuff spurting out the end. I'm like, you don't have to be a psychiatrist to know where that dream is coming from. However, for you know, the teacher said, well, Freud, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. You know what? I'm going to start this show out with a premise that a cigar is never a cigar. It never is. We live in a representational reality, right? For example, there are little scritchy, scratchy smudges. There are smudges on the poster that's on the head on, on my head behind me, which incidentally, Brian is framed. The glass is just broken out of it. You see the black edging? That's not the edging for the poster. That is a frame. The glass is broken out of it. So, so it scratches on pieces of paper that you have interpreted to be a naked caveman. Why? Well, because it looks like a naked caveman. Well, who appreciates that? We have social cues. And if I were to describe it to a friend, or you were to describe it to a friend, said he's sitting in front of a poster with this naked caveman on it. Well, that's not a real naked caveman, right? That's an image of what you might imagine a naked caveman to look like. And let's not even get into the color of a naked caveman, which appears to be yellow. What makes it yellow? Some magical chemical that holds certain light frequencies and allows other light frequencies to bounce into my eye or your eye. So you say that's a yellow naked caveman. In actual fact, yellow naked cavemen didn't exist. Yes, we call Asian people yellow, but I don't know anybody who looks like that. And yet my mind, your mind, has put together visual, uh, visual thought-based cues that somehow wing it all together. I've always had a, John doesn't make me, I've always had a hard time with astronomy. People go, look up, look, look. Same like I have with traditional iambic pentameter, you know, traditional classical poetry. People said, look, can't you see? There's Orion, and he's, he's on his knee, and he's pulling back his bow and arrow. I go, what the fuck are you getting that? I just see a bunch of spattering in the sky. That could go a million ways. I look up at the sky. I see Jimi Hendrix playing Purple Haze. At fact. Oh, but no, there's a Big Dipper, and there's a little bit. Fuck, do you see that? I see a rhino. I remember uh, 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 charting a poem in high school, and my stepfather going, can't you see? Listen to the rhythm. And miles to go before I sleep. Miles to go. And I go, I, I, I don't hear it that way. I mean, that's yeah, that's like the porn star, uh, Chick Olivia, who had a great story about trying to put a wooden baffle over the back of her bed because she was convinced dwarves were tunneling in from the other apartment. So she climbed back there to cover it. And because of the large protuberances, the fake breasts that helped her make her money, she jumped behind the bed and got stuck and finally screamed loud enough and long enough that the neighbors called the fire department. And the fire department shows up and like, what the fuck are you doing? 
and she knew enough not to tell them that she was blocking off the hole through which the dwarves were trying to tunnel. Great story. I'm trying to get her to write it as a true story for Ozzy, but she uh, naturally, from the vantage point of 15 years, and now that she's a grandmother, feels kind of, getting kind of cold feet about it. But I love that story. But I, 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 I digress. So some magical chemical in in the ink holds certain frequencies in my and kicks it, and we all link it together in terms of a naked caveman and believe and believe that it's it, it, that's what it's at the very least supposed to represent, and that's what I mean when I say we're in a representational reality, right? But there are two types of people in this world, and anytime somebody says that, you know, you got to be on your mark, uh, on, on your guard, but. Let's just say there are two types of people in this world. And the, the two types of people are those for whom a cigar is never a cigar and those for whom a cigar is a cigar. And we got to go to Pascal's wager for this. You can live a perfectly serviceable existence if this pipe is just a pipe. If 10 people ask you, what was Eugene, what did Eugene have in his mouth for the show? And you say a pipe and they go to YouTube and they pull up this URL and they get this show and I've got a pipe in my mouth. They, they need, you know, they would not think you were crazy. These people have comfortable lives. They have comfortable lives. You know, you, 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 do you understand if you go to Central Park? You go to 59th Street, go to Columbus Circle, Central Park, and they, the animal rights folks and the PETA people are trying to shut this shit down for good reason, because it's always been kind of depressing for me, even as a New Yorker, to see. But they have, it was kind of nice in the wintertime, maybe, but they got, they got the horses pulling, the, pulling the, the carriages through the park. Horses don't flip out because they have blinders on. Their reality is prescribed. They see things like this. For those of you just listening, I'm holding my hands up, my my hands uh, like parentheses around either side of my eyes. I can live a perfectly serviceable existence like this. You've heard lunatics online talk about red pills and blue blue pills. The Matrix kind of cuts at the heart of this. And I realize this is probably the fourth or fifth time I use the Matrix as a jumping point for the underpinnings of what I'm talking about. But there's probably a reason for that. So, I said, Eugene, you know, you can't, you know, you just can't stop it. You know, you're, you're making things difficult. Am I? Am I? Yeah, because that is a pipe in your mouth. Is it? What qualifies it as a pipe? If somebody came in this room right now to do me ill, I might stab them in the eyes with this. Is this a knife or is it a pipe? No, you would say they got stabbed in the eye with a pipe. A pipe that somehow I never light, never smoke. It doesn't have anything in it, nor has it had anything in it. Is a pipe a pipe? Because uh, 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 is a pipe a pipe? Uh -huh. Because uh, because of what you do with it. These are questions a reasonable person asks every day. You should wake up and ask yourself a battery of twenty questions connected to your place in space. I know people who are deeply religious who don't like the concept of questioning the nature of God. You know, they take it from the Christ temptation on the mount. You know, you should not, you should not, you throw yourself down, the angels will hold yourself in love. You should not test your God, right? It's not testing. I'm just asking some questions. I should start every day like that. I do start every day like that. Every breath I draw should be a considered, a, con a considered advocacy for continued living. An exam life, well worth living. That's where that comes from. People say you, you're making too much of a big deal about this. Really? Am I? Second type of person says, really, am I? The first says, you're making too big of a deal about it. And then you say, what? And they go, I don't know. An apple a day keeps a doctor away. Who said that? I don't know. Keep bono. How do apple growers feel about an apple a day keeps a doctor away? Apple growers feel great about it. Apple growers also will have you believe that you can curry favor with your teacher if you're a little rascal by bringing them an apple and putting it on their desk. 
I've never yet given an apple to a teacher or even known a teacher who liked apples. But apple growers are very happy about that. You know who's not happy about that? Maybe doctors. Maybe doctors are not happy about an apple a day we'll keep a doctor away. Well, why would doctors not be happy about it? They take the Hippocratic Oath. The Hippocratic Oath says what? You know, shall not do any harm. Doctors should be 100% happy if everybody does everything they're supposed to do and they don't have any business at all. They will have achieved, right? No. So between that A and that B, what do you have? You have consensus reality that benefits or that either a benefit, a credit or a debit for whoever happens to be considering the yellow jaundice naked caveman scribbles on the board behind me. Perspective is goddamn right. Right? So when you get a Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is working on multiple levels, right? On the one hand, what what he's doing is very clearly is very clearly um, tribal, and he said it before in one of his past routines. His tribe, much like when I'm beating people up at shows, people think Eugene's a macho prick for beating this guy up. I've had people come up to say, "You're a macho prick." I'm disappointed that you couldn't have solved this a different way. And I said, that's because you're viewing this through a gender lens. Yellow, caveman. You're taking visual cues and basing this. If I was the size of David Yao, I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. But because Yao was smaller... People wouldn't view it through the gauge of gender privilege, macho ideation, and they would give me a pass. But I'm a big guy, so they don't give me a pass, which is fine. And I say, no, I would attack this man even if he were larger than me, which is an unwise thing to do if you're dealing in macho realities, because that's a fight that you stand an even chance of losing, and losing is not part of macho ideation. No, I wouldn't do it anyway because why? Because I'm tribal, and what tribe am I defending? Artist. I consider these people to be enemies of art. Enemies of art. Now the music is too loud, and the show will probably get pulled down because I don't have the rights to what she's playing in the other room. Anytime you could dance any other time, but yeah, play it through the show. Welcome to Married Life. All right. So, uh, you know, um, okay. So, uh, so uh, he is, first and foremost, considering himself a stage performer, but not just a stage performer, a comedian, a jester, you know, somebody who is in a fundamental way speaking truth to power, except in this special, he's not speaking truth to traditional uh, bastions of power. He's speaking truth. Uh, much like the ancient Greek song talked about democracy being the worst form of government because it deals with the unwashed mob. That's who he's dealing with. And he opens it up by talking to the mob. And you know this because on past routines, he's talked about, what did he say? He said, um, God damn it. He said, when the guy, Michael Richards from Seinfeld, talked to the, the black folks at the show and said, you know, but you should be lynched and said, blah, blah. He goes, you know, on the one hand, you know, I felt for the guy. I was like, don't let him get you. It's clear. If I'm choking somebody on stage or slapping them to the floor, as happened in the past, uh, or striking them with a micro, I am defending the right of an artist to, to get through their art unimpeded, presumably bonding with an audience who paid for that. Just like I would smash that if somebody came in and tried to interfere with the show, I would do the very, very same thing. I understand his tribalism. I understand I was in a class, a philosophy class, a graduate level philosophy class in college, and the professor made a dispensation. He said, well, you can go, but generally you're the only undergrad here, so, you know, tread lightly. And there was a woman in the class who I really, she was really cool, really attractive. She was really brilliant, but she was a monster, really mean, just crushing people. And I understood where the desire came from. 
It's like, I'm smart, and this is where smart people are supposed to have at it. And if you can't hang, fuck you. But it had a chilling effect so that nobody was, everybody was afraid to say anything. And I was like, I'm going to say something. And I, I said, you know, look, if you're in the time of Socrates or platonic ideas, if you, when they get, or whoever was the one who they get, said, you got to kill yourself. And there's, we can, we can get you away. I forget. Plato, Socrates, I confuse it. We can get you away. His students said, we can sneak you off. We can sneak you somewhere else. And he was like, why would I do that? The state has made a decision. The state has made a decision that I should not be alive. Who am I to, to argue with the state? In other words, I don't weigh as much as Russia. And so I made the claim that because he, 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 was, he was unwilling to be a decadent, which, which I was determining was somebody who was resisting the collective will. In other words, was opposing democracy. And she thought I was an idiot, and the professor thought I was an idiot, but I was doing something very specific, and that was creating space for idiots. Maybe I didn't say something that was idiotic. Maybe I did say something that was idiotic, but I had to be open and free to voice an idiotic opinion because that's what this was about, not me just listening to her. I got a D in the class. <laughs> no, I didn't get a D in the class. I just dropped it. Not because I, I thought, but I, I thought if the professor feels comfortable with this kind of bullying, maybe that's what, what, what it's about. But I understand that he's like, what Chappelle is saying is like, you got, you don't have to, but we are going to demand this space for ourselves. And I'm willing to throw myself on, on the flames in order to make that happen. In other words, the contributions that guys like Louis C.K. Could, could have made, the contributions that, uh, or your continued insistence that a dead man in the form of Michael Jackson get yanked over the coals, I find fucking irksome and it's chilling. You know what kind of you know you know what kind of comedy or great art comes out of uniform societies, and we go back to Orson Welles from The Stranger, where he plays an escaped Nazi, the cuckoo clock, Switzerland. Read about it. So whether his point has weight or not, whether he believes it or not, whether it has, you know, that LGBTQ joke was apparently, according to Huey, ripped off from another comedian, borrowed. The comedian will never give him shit over it because what he's doing fundamentally is understanding that this guy is fighting the fight for us. But you realize I don't always need a big brother. I don't need other bands out there beating up audience members to, the, to create space for me. Even though the guy, last guy I did this to was in Brussels and people had told me, oh, he came to the Lydia Lunch show. He fucked up the Lydia Lunch show. Somebody, and I was like thinking, I'm not gonna let this enemy of art continue. I wasn't doing it for Lydia. I wasn't even doing it for myself. I don't give a shit. I could have let him scream through the whole show, finish the show, and I'd have gotten paid the same. I was doing it for art. So, so, yeah, right, thank you, Owen Benjamin. So um, so I think that's what Chappelle was doing. That's a separate discussion about whether it was funny or not. I mean, I sat there like this, the whole, the whole special. For those of you just listening on the radio, I'm just looking, watching, judging. Some bits of it were good. Like I like the thing about where you attacked at 18. The Jesse Smollett thing was good. The LGBT thing was actually funny as well. And I thought fairly accurate, you know, like the L's and the L's and the G's being generally disgusted with the B's and everybody being irked with the T's because just slowing that slowing you down. <laughs> uh, but given given his past and there's been a progress over his past shows where he's coming, he's coming to he's he is actually getting to like Obama said originally, I'm uh, what is the word he used? Um. I'm uh, not transitioning. I'm the, the, some somewhere he is developing at, uh, uh, what you know. He's developing into under, uh, developing an understanding that maybe is more in line with what makes people generally comfortable. I don't know what the fuck that means. If you want my real deal, my real take on it, my real take on it, and I've voiced this on the shows, is that there's a friend of mine who came to. He's a mechanic, and he came to work all excited. He was a kid, and I said, "Man, you won't believe what happened." Don't Donna Shalala me on my own show. I know I've talked about this. What happened, man? 
because I was at the bus stop last night trying to get home. I had a few too many drinks. And 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 and, and this chick sucked my dick at the bus stop. This is great. I go, a chick. He goes, oh yeah, man. She was, you know. I go, well, weren't you afraid that people could see? No, because it was pretty dark. But yeah, oh, it was dark, and a woman that you didn't know filleted you at a bus stop. I go, dude, bro, 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 bro. That wasn't a woman, man. Now I'm sure there are women who have done things like that, but that was not a woman. How do you? You don't know. You don't know. I know that bus line. I know where it goes. That was no woman. He goes, well, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe it was. I think that, you know, that's what uh, uh, um, uh, Chappelle uh, got himself caught up in. Because like I said last week about that MMA fighter who I was giving a hard time about his constant continual meditations on LGBT issues for somebody who's not LGBT, I got 5,000 people on my Facebook page and you in the past three months I've mentioned this stuff eight times. They don't, all my LGBT friends don't, don't meditate on this stuff as much as you do. W where are you going with this? He goes, it's simple. It's about good and evil. I go, it's got nothing to do with good and evil, man. It's got to do with, with snails and oysters. It's got to do with sausages and, uh, and sausages and nuggets. That's what it's got to do with your own comfort. That's what hysteria is, but it's transmogrified. It's mutated into something else for Chappelle. It's mutated into this desire to, you got to give us space to fucking fail. And you know what I'm going to say to that? Fuck you. Because I don't get that space as a singer. People throw ice and cigarettes at me. I can respond how I want post facto. But this is not just smudges on a wall. These are, this is a picture in totality. And that picture is they could throw ice, they could throw cigarettes, they could make noise during the set, they could throw full beer bottles at me as has happened. And I can beat them up defending my space on the stage. It doesn't mean what I was doing was good. Doesn't mean what I was doing was good. In fact, in fact, he had that time and that space. And what he did was use it to get to where he is. Far be it for me to tell me what the guy should make jokes about, but the reality of it is once you become a multimillionaire, your perception of reality, which jesters, comedians, trolls, they are somehow, they are somehow mediums. What you're reflecting back to us it's very different. Only one to pull it off, Ellen DeGeneres. Because somebody put in her head, how can you even make jokes for us anymore when your reality is so vastly aggressively different, not only from ours, but from what yours used to be? Like I said on the tweet, if you followed me, Broke Chappelle was much funnier than Richer Than God Chappelle. In fact, what he's trying to do now is to create this, you know, to, this tempest in the teapot that has us responding tribally, but not paying attention to the man behind the curtain who is fundamentally a guy who's tapped. Because that's just not, is it, even if it was funny, five specials in, is it funny? Is it fucking funny? Let's go back to the apple a day. The growers versus the doctors. Cigars, just a cigar. Really? They're two types of people. And they're those people that are perfectly comfortable with that apple as it is. If you want, Wallace Stevens has a poem called The Man with the Blue Guitar. I highly recommend you read it. You probably can find it online. The Man with the Blue Guitar. He plays things as they are. Guitar makes the sound, blue hits the eye, ear, eye, perception. But there's some people who are perfectly okay with that apple being an apple. I'm not. And by virtue of the fact that we're going down 30 minutes of this, nor should you be. And I, and I have to tell you, 
I have to tell you, I have to tell you, honest to God, you will understand. It's like, what, well, Eugene, why do you have so many Trump friends? Because I'm not doctrinaire about this. They've seen me attack lefties just as easily as I attacked righties. Why? Because I remember somewhere, somewhere between the two of them is a reality. Do you want to get caught with the doctors or do you want to get caught with the fruit growers? The doctors maybe don't want me to eat the apple, so I go to a doctor, even though it counters the Hippocratic Oath. They want me sick. Maybe that's what they want. Or maybe the fruit growers are telling me that I should eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away because they don't give a shit what happens after I eat the apple as long as I eat the apple, even if it's chock full of pesticides. Oh, you don't want it for the old pesticides? All right, how about this? Twice as much for that same apple and what? No pesticides. You ever try that? When I first started eating organic, you know what I did? I, I, I stopped. I didn't wash it because I thought it's organic. The skin started peeling off my lips. I told this woman I know, man, it's organic shit. It's really rough on your lips. And she goes, just because it's organic doesn't mean it doesn't have pests. You got to wash that shit anyway. So I started washing it and the skin started reappearing on my lips. I guarantee you, I wasn't the only one eating organic who thought that meant no chemicals. In other words, you are constantly you are constantly in the mix of being played. I know a guy who said to me very clearly, he goes, if I knock you in the head and I take your car keys, I've committed a criminal offense. You just learned something. Organic meant no chemicals. Yeah, that's what I thought too. My lips told me differently. So if I knock you in the head and take your keys, I committed a criminal offense. But if I say to you, you know what? I got a cousin who can help you fix your car. Give me your keys. I'll take care of it. And you give me the keys and I never show up with your car. That's a civil crime, civil case. Because I can say anything after that. We're in that time right now. Everybody is saying anything. And have you, have you, have you cued into how tough it is to define racism now, racism and sexism? Joe Walsh just came out and said, yeah, I've said racist things, but I'm not a racist. You could actually be choking a Mexican guy on the street, punching him in the face, calling him, a, you know, a dirty Mexican. They stop you and they go, you're a racist. No, I'm not. I mean, you're not. You beating that guy just because he was Mexican. I wasn't. I had 10 other reasons to beat that guy other than the fact that he was Mexican. Yeah, but you mentioned that he was Mexican. Yeah, whatever. I was caught up in the heat of the moment. Doesn't mean I'm a Mexican. I'm, I'm a racist. Besides which, Mexican is not a race. Sophistry. It's crazy. And that's why it makes more sense during this time than any other time to actually be neither fish nor fowl. We're talking about the nature of suckerhood. That apple is never the apple. That cigar is never the cigar. You need to consider the ramifications of all this stuff. And, and re, in recent times, you go, Eugene, well, you know, in recent times, you know who I did that with? That's right. Right there. Genghis. If you pay in the comments, it went back and forth, back and forth. But fundamentally, we could have a discussion about it. Because my mind was open. Why? Because I'm deathly afraid of being played. Deathly afraid of being played. And it's okay to have those blinders on and go, Eugene, you're crazy. This conspiracy doesn't exist. If you believe that nobody benefits from playing you. Why do you think the skin was peeling off my lips? Because I was eating organic food that I wasn't washing, that I was paying twice as much for. That was what? Still being treated with fucking pesticides. If I'm growing tomatoes on my back porch and I want to keep bugs off of them, I can get a little soap, water, spray it on. It, can, it just chases the bugs away. I could eat those tomatoes without even washing them. And what's I wash my face with soap. So... Definitely afraid of being played, which, as you might have guessed, brings us to UFC China. China. That's my Trump imitation. 
You see, he, he actually puts a lilt on it. If you were to get a video of Christopher Walken saying, China, it's 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 the it's the scintilla, it's a queen's accent. Guys in Brooklyn don't say that. They don't say China. It's just something a little ch, something a little heavy on the H. China. UFC China. Now I'm not gonna go down the whole card because I didn't watch the fight live. Why would I? That was if that if ever a card was meant for the mist, it was that card. But if you followed me on Twitter, you know that uh, right away I'm correlating the creation of a $30 million UFC performance center in China. And let me tell you the thing about China. Of course, it's a diversion, it's a multiple diversion. Who benefits? Key Bono. You got riots in Hong Kong. And the $30 million. And you think that $30 million performance center was built with 30, $30 million? $30 million of, of, of UFC dollars? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't really believe that, do you? You don't really believe that $30 million, million Baldwin dollars went to build that performance center? No. All kinds of horse trading goes on. All kinds of gerrymandering goes on and promises and pay and underwriting. All that stuff goes on. As well as a happy diversion that does what to news stories from China? Shoves it down, shoves it down the news feed. I get my news through Google News because I want to do a roundup insofar as possible. Lefty media, righty media, I want to spread. I want it shot down the middle. And suddenly, way down my list of Hong Kong protests. Odessa shooting, pretty high up. Dorian Hurricane, pretty high up. Even the sports coverage, Andrew Luck, high up. UFC, pretty low. Still below the Hong Kong thing, but you got to know that uh, uh, bread and circuses, baby. Bread and circuses. So what smells weird to me about the the uh, Jean uh, Andrade fight? What, what what I mean, I didn't even have to say it. I didn't have to say it. We all looked at that painting, that UFC China fight. And the smudges and the yellowness of the naked caveman on the wall started to seem to a picture like smiling Andrage, 42-second win. And by the way, where's USADA? $30 million performance center, proximity to Macau, Chinese gambling, need to di divert from uh, a Hong Kong struggle situation, trade war tariffs, worsening economic position it's like boar hunting casino owner starts beating the bushes beating the pans chasing the piggies down a little culvert where a guy waits with a sharpened stick it's an ill wind that doesn't blow somebody some good even if that somebody is a big fat bald one talking about the poster stop it if you had been from the beginning, and you were, you should know that's what I'm talking about. And this is it ties into the Chappelle thing. He's, he's trying. To, he's trying to. I'm going to walk away from 60 million again by saying some stuff so so offensive. So they no, but nobody's watching you, Rockwell. What is that? Cancel you? Cancel culture? What are you going to do? I've been looking for that nuclear bomb thing that would cause every single person to defriend you for the past 15 years and it doesn't exist how do i know how do i know i've got friends who are murderers that's how i know friends murderers if that's not enough to fucking set you off your feet i don't know what is you know what i don't have as far as i know i don't have friends who are child molesters that i don't have
But that's that's a road I'm not willing to go down to find that nuclear bomb that would get cancel culture everybody. And it's you know, yep, 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 yep. Exactly right. Spooge V is who I'm responding to right now. So uh, yeah, yeah, that might be the big red button that gets you. But if he's trying to revive this kind of Michael Jackson argument, his point is that Michael Jackson made guilty and not let the dead lay. Bullshit. Fuck that. Epstein tried to lay. You know what? Every one of those $555 million, $557 million, those should be parceled out to everybody. And that's what's happened. People line up to get paid. And that's fine. If that guy's name has to get drugged for the next 20 years so people can get paid, I'm fine with that. So I'm not saying that UFC China was a work, that was a fix, that it was kayfabe. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that, is that it wouldn't surprise me if it was considering all of the picture beyond the blinders. And I've named everything. <laughs> yeah, I've named everything. The UFC Fight Center, the bald one, the tariff situation, Hong Kong. I mentioned that at jiu-jitsu this morning, and people laughed at me a little bit. I said, well, is USADA? Oh, it's tested. Really? I have a certain, I'll share them with you. There's no big secret. The indicators between performance enhancing drug use. One, musculature, obvious. Two, water retention. This is where the moon, depending on which one you've taken, the moon phase comes, you're retaining water. Three, refractory period. If you lifted weights ever, you'll know, okay, I'm going to do five sets. I'm going to do five sets of 10. One, two, three, four, five, 10. And then I'm going to wait a minute or two minutes. If you're at a gym where you're fairly comfortable, maybe you wait three minutes because you're talking to people, John, fucking around. When you're on, you'll do 10 and go, ah, fuck it, 20 seconds. And then you're ready to go again. I can, If I can watch you work out, I can tell what you're taking. And the fourth thing that I mentioned in Twitter, uh, uh, it was um, not angle of attack, but um, uh, what is the word? Not volume, but uh, uh, what do you call the amplitude? uh, What is that thing? We get the amplitude, longitude, the amplitude of your aggression. You just. All I have to do is look at Johnny Hendricks before and Johnny Hendricks post-Usada. The, the ability to get after it. You're tired? Bite down on it and go for it. And then the fifth thing I said, if you follow me on Twitter, was a China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to know, if I got them, I'm not selling them. <laughs> so... But this is the instance in which the jungle was happy. What jungle? Everybody in attendance in China. China. Everybody who bet on her. And and Andras herself seems strangely happy. Strangely happy. No, exactly. How much extra cash would have to be in the envelope? Tell you, you, if you win... You know, uh, you get maybe and you get a good fight performance tonight, we'll give you 50K. But if you lose, we realize that, you know, short notice fight, you're helping us develop this thing. You know, we, we want to really make it worth your while. We'll, we'll give you half a mil. How many of us say no to $500,000? I didn't say to lose. I said if you win, you get a $50,000 performance budget. If you lose, I realize that you, you really did us a solid by coming over here and taking this uh, short term. Short, you know, I you know your belt's on the line. I know you're not about losing the belt and whatever. You know, we'll give we'll give you half. Simple. What does that say? I'm not saying that conversation happened. I am saying that conversation could have happened. How about how about step around that? Let's get back to apples and teachers and apples a day and doctors and go in total. 
Andrade wins this fight. Jean has to take a fucking number in the Phantom Tobu, sit on the bench and wait to be called back again. If you don't think exactly, zero PR for Andrade, if you don't think it makes a difference, let me tell you, when I worked out with Kungle, worked out at Kungle's gym, my kids were training there. Every time he fought, it was like the 30-day plans would show up. It would be packed with new parents and new kids. It blew my fucking mind. And on the rare occasion when he lost, okay, let me, I'll get that in a second. On a rare occasion when he lost, it wasn't a discernible drop-off, but it was business as usual. It was business as unusual when he won. It, 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 you got under, if you don't if you don't know why there's a difference between a performance institute in Mexico and a performance institute in China, um, I, I don't I don't think I have a whole show enough to explain it to you. Because this apple, this this apple, even this apple. Let's just consider this apple. Let's consider a non-conspiracy apple, right? Let, let's consider, you know, a non-conspiracy apple. That apple didn't spring from my hands. That apple came from a truck. And that truck came from a freeway. And that freeway led back to an orchard. And in that orchard, trees were planted in the ground and watered with money from somewhere from which the apple sprung. We got about 10 different people lining up for money between me and that apple. Yep, you did say that. 10 different people. Is that a conspiracy? Or is that just business outside the blinders? I'm okay. I'm okay. Look, look. I'm okay. How how big should the blinders be? Here? For those of you listening, I can't describe this, so you're out of luck. Here? 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 Now, somebody like Alex Jones has no blinders at all, and so he's got a 360-degree thing, so his head is spinning so he's fucking off his rocker. Where'd that apple come from? That apple came from outer space. That apple could come from deep sea. That could be an ice apple. That could be a, that could be a, okay. All right, all right. Look, they're not more than 10. The freeway, the orchard, the owner of the orchard, the tree, the water, got it. There were other fights in the car. And they're like, well, okay, okay, you know, um, Correct. Correct. Uh, keep in mind, I'm not castigating a, a Chappelle and I'm not castigating a bald one. You know who I'm kicking here? You and me. Because our natural tendency is to be that horse. Somebody gives you an apple, you go, cool, an apple. Except you eat that apple without washing it and the skin is peeling off your lips. Reality sometimes forces you to take the blinders off or to widen them to understand what's happening. You know, a greater or likelier degree. Now, you can spend, I used to be heavily into, and naturally, you're not figuring this out, uh, the Kennedy uh, uh, assassinations. One of the last guys to interview James Earl Ray was a guy named Mike Golden. He was one of my writers when I did Code Magazine. He is the one that got the King family on board with the fact that it wasn't uh, 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 James Earl Ray who shot Martin Luther King, that there was a conspiracy afoot. He's also the one that hit me into the mysterious Raul that was part of the Kennedy assassination. And James Elroy, weirdly enough, was the one who gave me a, 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 you know, a thumb... Um, 
But see, that's the wrong way to think, man. You're looking at the right side of the apple. Chappelle was, I was, it wasn't funny or alone. Like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't offended. I was just bored. So now you're gonna you're gonna let the liberal media separate you from the trucks and the roads and the orchards. You got to keep from being played, and that's what I've said to my Trump friends the whole time. The only only Trump guy that I know um, who is who is uh, who is semi out of it seems to be Genghis, who's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It took us like several exchanges before he was like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't trust anybody, but it took like fucking thousand words to get there because that aligns with my worldview. And a guy puts his hand around my shoulder, tells me he's my friend. I'm like, oh, really? Really, Mr. Biden? You're my friend? When? When did you become my friend? When I could have jumped a turnstile in New York and then man- mandatory minimums would have to go to go to prison for five years for jumping a fucking turnstile. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't funny. These guys are all trying to sell me something. I don't believe any of them. However, there is a real painting out there. This really represents ideas in my head. It's not just scritches on paper. It's not certain chemicals that hold back certain frequencies. So the light that comes into my eyes is 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 uh, is yellow versus green versus blue. So, you know, the bald one wants to make a few bucks, whatever. I just don't want to be played. Why? Because you end up with the skin peeling off your lips. Now I wash the apple. I eat the apple. The guy on the roads, the trucks, the orchards, the trees, and the water. Alan Dulles was a motherfucker. Read the book that Talbot wrote about him. The Devil's Chessboard. Yep, that's right. A like. <laughs> the guy who gave the thumbs down before the show even started. We only need one of you <laughs> for ballots. Uh, so, so that's all. You know, there are other fights. Jingling was a legit fight. Whatever. I like them building the market. I mean, look, they tried it in England and gave up. They had a lot. They had Bisping, they had Hardy, they had Von, uh, Till, recent homo said Von Till. If you know neurosis, you know why I made that band neurosis. You know why I made that act. Because it's a it's an ill wind that doesn't blow somebody some good. It really is. If I had an international conglomerate right now, you know where I'd be going. Trump is saying, you better figure out how to do your business outside of China. You know where the smart money goes? Right inside China. Because they're desperate to make deals. Because they're desperate to normalize things. They're desperate to show that the tough words don't mean anything. Or they're desperate to show that they can get along. You can't possibly consider all of the 10 factors going into what makes that apple appealing. Or alternatively, why somebody would not want you to eat it. But the price of staying alive and not with your pockets turned out is to be somewhat eternally vigilant, which you should be anyway. Wake up, question reality every day. Now, like I said, you know, I, Mike Golden and the whole thing, the mysterious Raul, who was, you know, played a part with uh, Jack Valenti and all that stuff, the porno, tied into Jack Ruby and the strip clubs. There's a point at which I realized, and I said James Elroy is the one who gave me a sense of the zeitgeist at the time when he said the Kennedys were about looking good and getting laid. They weren't about anything else. They weren't about anything else. And you start to think, oh, these guys weren't really universally loved. They're bouncing back and forth in Vietnam, the Bay of Pigs, you know, murdering, uh, uh, allegedly murdering Marilyn Monroe when she threatened to out them because they were treating her like a jizz rag, all that stuff. But then I realized, look, at the end of the day, the same guys are dead. And that in itself became... Uh, you know, a, a, a blinder to, to, to occupy my time and my confusion. 
I've understood something fundamental. The, the, the seat of modern industrial evil, it doesn't necessarily begin with the Nazis, but I can draw a lot of lines back to that. From the Bush's involvement, you know, during World War II and the military industrial, I can draw lots of lines back to that. To the guys, Klebold and, and Columbine who are going to an army psychiatrist, lots of lines can be drawn, drawn back to that. Lots. I'm just saying, insofar as possible, consider everything. But I don't need a comedian to tell me that. If I'm going to Chappelle for laughs for an hour, he had some stuff in that routine, could have made a secondary good routine. Like the stuff on uh, Smollett was, was actually amusing. And the stuff on guns would have been would have been perfectly fine. But I don't need to, you to tell me that the that kids were lying who's in the Michael Jackson thing, really? Because you know lots of other grown adult men who like to hold hands with children in public and sleep in beds with them and have alarm in their bedrooms. That doesn't mean, yeah, you know, that almost works with the racism thing. You, in other words, you can never define my eternal state of being. So therefore, you can't tell me what I had in my mind, what I was sinning in my heart. You can't tell me that. With sexism, it's, uh, racism is kind of easier if you guys are corporate, a corporate uh, director. You just look at your company. Well, hey, just because I don't have blacks and women and Mexicans here doesn't mean I'm racist or sexist. It just means that I can't find anybody to do what I did. Okay, you know what? Easier to prove in, in that instance. But, you know... I don't need people holding hands singing Kumbaya. I don't need it. Nor am I interested in it. I just don't want to be played. If I understand that you do not want Negroes at your company, just save me five minutes. I won't apply there. Easy. Is it fair? Yeah, there's lots of stuff from life that's not fair. I don't have, I don't have the patience. Like Jim Kelly says in Enter the Dragon, I'll be too busy looking good. Siempre or like my Italian friends say, sempre in derito, always in this direction, forward. But the people who try to play you, and that's my closing point, the people who try to play you are like that guy who I beat up in Brussels. Like I was defending art, not myself, not Lydia Lunch, art. These people need to be stopped. Or alternatively, they make it very convenient you want to sucker somebody, you sucker them. Don't sucker me. Which is all right. Like my friend once said, two types of people in this world. The ones that rush into burning buildings going, oh my God, I got to see if they're okay. And then people like me who stand there like, I hope they're okay. Because even that must be considered. Can't play me. I'm trying my best to keep you from doing that. Which means I'm actively and avidly guarding the sausages on my plates at every given turn. Fine. I don't have the wherewithal to build a $30 million performance center. Therefore, I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes to have to defend that. But you know what? I'm not spending my Saturday night watching your shit. So anyway, that's the end of the show. Tuesday uh, night, we've been having, we have guest hosts because Nate is out. Nate fundamentally revealed that he was out because he's sick of MMA. Can't take it. That's why, uh, that's why he is off of If I Did It. And even though he likes politics, he's not on If the Shoes Fit. So we have floating hosts and guests until, we, until you all actually decide that we hit the, right, the formulas right. Got Laura Schooler for the If the Shoes Fit. And a secret unannounced guest on, um, uh, um, that's true, that's true. But at this time, I don't know, I'm not going to put anybody on Front Street. I don't know how many how many of us are actually paying the $65, $69 for it. So, yeah, I, I didn't watch it, but I didn't pay for it either. And I did watch it. I don't just watch the whole thing. Yeah, nobody. So, you know, what are we losing? We're just talking. So Nate is out, and I can't remember. I think Tuesday, uh, Alexi is flying back from somewhere. So tentatively, we're scheduled to do it 
at 7.20 on Tuesday. Follow if I did it followed by If the Shoes Fit. If not, then, then it'll be on Thursday. With uh, Laura Schooler is the only one guest and another surprise guest on If, if, uh, uh, if I Did It. Yeah, you did. Yeah, no, no I, I got it. She, I don't want to put you on Front Street either. I, well, I'm not breaking the law. I watch fully legal things. Nothing illegal. Um, so that's Tuesday. Uh, Steph will take uh, the Care Don't Care preview uh, Monday night. Even though it's a holiday, September 2nd, Monday night, she'll go live with that where we make our picks for the Khabib-Dustin Poirier fight. Um, and the picks were made. I'll just tell you right now that I picked Dustin. Even though I said I think Khabib's going to win, I picked Dustin. I feel okay with that pick, and I explained why on the show. Sex column is tonight at 9.30. Right now, uh, uh, the wife's piece, uh, A Wedding and Nazi Invasion, is up. You should give it a read at ozy.com. And next Sunday, we'll talk about what happened at Khabib versus uh and this fights in dubai so figure out the time and all that kind of crap uh khabib and dustin Poirier. until then try not to get suckered end of v78 i'm your host eugene s robinson thanks for listening look what you made me do i'm busy